Hello, welcome. I have gotten questions and requests for meditation. So this is a very casual conversation about meditation. You may have noticed that I often extend the invitation for you to finish class or a practice in breath work or meditation on your own. And I very rarely provide instruction or take you through a meditation process. This is intentional because the big benefits, the big breakthroughs I have had with meditation always come in silence and solitude. And this makes total sense, and and bear with me because we'll get to it at the end of this discussion, because when you have a lot of external stimulation, even if it's very positive external stimulation, like someone taking you through a guided meditation, visualization, repetition of some type of phrase or scripture or mantra, when you have that external input, it is difficult to develop a relationship with your inner self. And for me, that is what meditation is all about. I also don't provide instruction because most people have too much information too many things to do, too many things to think about in general, but then they're getting more things to think about, more tools, more techniques, more strategies for their meditation practice, and they just don't do it. Meditation, there is a very fine line with the amount of information you need and then the practicing of meditation, just doing it just sitting and being with yourself, which is inherently uncomfortable in the beginning. And I think that is actually what stops most people is the discomfort of being present with yourself, the unfamiliar terrain of your inner landscape, and then also thinking you're doing something wrong if it doesn't feel great, or you don't feel like you're good at it, or you don't feel like you're getting it. So I encourage you to literally just set a timer, sit with yourself. And be, if not at peace, then just okay with whatever comes up next. And that is a very powerful way to begin meditation. Although, again, it's unpalatable for most modern humans because we want the comfort of I'm doing it right or the pleasant experience of a guided meditation rather than the descent into the bowels of our body and the trenches of our mind, which once we are willing to move through those places, we get to a solid gold core of witnessing awareness and presence that is exquisite and beautiful. And that is why you have long-term meditators who sit in bliss and They sit in silence and solitude. I really, truly believe that is the only way you get those higher meditative states. And that is also something we see in texts, the traditional texts of the yoga tradition, but other spiritual texts as well. And I'm going to be using three key terms from Patanjali's Yoga Sutras and his Eight Limbs of Yoga. But before I get into that, the most important question to ask yourself when beginning a meditation practice is what am I after? What am I looking for? What is my intention? What do I want to gain from doing this practice? What is my benefit? What will I see as success? Because your intention will dictate what methods you use. Aim is everything. What is your target? 
For example, if your intention is just to feel a little more at peace, to feel a little more calm, to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, then guided meditations can be excellent. If your goal is to know yourself, to develop a relationship with your witnessing awareness, guided meditations can be a good start, but you're going to need to go through that awkward muck of your mind to be able to sit in silence and solitude. And then I think there's a even more expansive vision for meditation, and that is to have a relationship to God or source or energy or the universe, whatever you want to call it, but to start to become absorbed and in communication, in communion with some type of higher power. So those stages of meditation or those intentions for meditation actually correspond beautifully to the three stages or phases of meditation that we see in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. And Patanjali will use the terms dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. And dharana is concentration. So this is just focusing the mind, trying to get a little less scattered, a little more coherent. Dhyana is meditation. So this is when we start to see a really consistent flow of awareness. And then samadhi can be described as absorption. It's a sense of merging. The imagery given with these three terms is of oil or honey being poured. Dharana, concentration, is like an uneven trickle of your mind and your awareness. Dhyana is when it becomes a steady, smooth stream, a continuous flow. Samadhi is when you're like in the oil or the honey, you're in the flow, you merge with it to a certain degree. And again, I would argue that meditation apps excellent for dharana concentration to actually start to feel meditation, that witnessing awareness and presence, you need silence and solitude. And then to be in that flow, you have to get comfortable in the silence and solitude. You have to savor it and enjoy it to a certain degree before you become absorbed in the steady stream of consciousness that we can call samadhi. So again, when you're getting started, first and foremost, What is your intention? What are you after? What are you looking for from this practice? Get clear on that and then choose the appropriate method. If you want more calm, more clarity, more focus, the apps are fantastic. If you want to develop your witnessing awareness, what do I mean by witnessing awareness? What is the faculty that watches your dreams? Who has been peering out from behind your eyes your whole life? What is the aspect of you that is eternal, that is unchanging regardless of age, circumstance, life stage? That's what I mean by witnessing awareness. And witnessing awareness, very powerful because it allows you to stay centered inside of yourself. And it has incredible benefits for the nervous system, which I will leave as a topic for another day. So if you want more of that witnessing awareness, that's going to take sitting in silence and solitude. And again, that's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. Resist the temptation to get discouraged or tell stories like, I'm not good enough. I'm not getting it. Is it really working? Commit to some time each day for several months. 
if after several months of consistent practice, you don't feel totally different, give it up. And, and after some time wading through the muck of your mind, going into the belly of your being, it's almost impossible, in my opinion, not to experience radical benefits and to start to get at least a taste, a glimmer of moments of absorption, of union, of communion, of connection to something higher and bigger and brighter than you individually. So I will write all of these steps up, some key takeaways, the terms, where these words are coming from in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, and they will all be available on the blog. Thank you, as always, for your attention, your questions, and your interest in these practices of body, breath, and being. Mm-hmm.